At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, warm up, brother, you're well. Welcome to Mummy Las Vegas. With us, Gus Hoops, with myself, Greg Hoops, Pierce, and now part of the Eastern Family Podcast, and got a great podcast for you. In the final segment, we did wind up seeing quite a few guys that were at the D1 level go down to the non-D1 level. I'll do a quick little recap of those guys that you can cross off your list in terms of trying to handicap for some upside with any of them, so that should make your work a little bit easier. And then in the second segment, Tristan Freeman, he does an amazing job over at Bustin' Brackets, does a nice job also with his work over there at the field of 68. I don't know that he's been doing a little bit with them. We're going to be chatting with him in the second segment because he is out there in the great state of Pennsylvania. More specifically, the city of Pittsburgh does a great job covering all the teams out there. So I'm going to ask him about the outlook for the Pitt Panthers, how they've been able to improve this offseason. And then when you get prepared for any sort of a season in any sport, there are teams that you begin to feel a little bit more bullish on and a little bit more bearish on when you wind up doing your research. We're going to ask Tristan for the teams that he has a little bit of an arrow with regards to his stock up and stock down with regards to what we've seen this offseason with them. So we're going to have a great chat with Tristan. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast. And anytime you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, more than happy to dive into them. And you've got one or two ways you have for those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters DM. It does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're before whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Bye, that five star review. Really didn't get in any Twitter questions today, but had a great chat with Tristan. And you're going to hear that next right here on Cusco Soups with myself, Craig Spears, and now a part of the Spears, and now part of the Decent Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back here in Las Vegas for Kiss Kiss Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Spears, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast, and it is great to be joined by our guests. Justin Freeman is doing a great job covering the game that we all love of college basketballs. He's doing some great work over there at Fansighted's college basketball coverage at his app, Bus and Brackets. On top of that, I know he's been doing some work over there at the Field of 68 as well. Tristan, also a man that posts some very, very interesting food combinations as well. I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend Tristan if you are a cuisine artist, but with that said, I do recommend him as a follow if you love college basketball. At Hoopsnut351 is that Twitter handle. And Tristan, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. I oh, appreciate you having me on. And look, food, not everyone will love your food, but art can be interpreted by anyone. And what I make is definitely art. It certainly is something. I don't know if I'm going to call it art, but it's something. So there is that. As I see a bunch of salads with rice and no green in there whatsoever. My brain is a little bit discombobulated by that. But with that said, what else is very discombobulating is just following all these things that are happening in college basketball right now. And we still are seeing some player moves are happening as we're seeing some lower, I guess you could call it, on the totem pole transfers happening like Emmanuel Ansung. He decided that he was going to be going to Vanderbilt a few days ago. I know that Gerald Liddell is currently looking at places to go in via the transfer portal, but 
I don't know about you, but when it comes to a lot of these guys that they wind up making their decisions this late in the process, it typically just does not wind up working out well for them. They can't build a lot of chemistry with their teammates. It feels like I'm not sure if you interpret it any other way, but I just take a look at teams that are in the news right now in terms of like player movement, what have you. And I don't think that that's a place where you want to be with regards to your program. No, I think for the players, usually what happens is sometimes plan A, B, or C doesn't work out potentially because the player has some baggage that isn't well known or some things that could come up in background reports or how former coaches previously feel about them. That can always play into it. And in others, you know, they might look at the roster and feel like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to get a lot of playing time or what could be my last year in college, so maybe I go find somewhere else. And the odd thing is, despite there being around 1,500 transfers, a lot of teams, especially among the power conferences, still have plenty of holes that need to be filled. Like for Vanderbilt, for example, it's hard to tell if Van Song is even an SEC player, but at least he gives them a body to work with and practice in some depth on the wings in the front court for next season. Although, again, it was definitely a weird pickup in my mind. Yeah, Ben, I think that a lot of it had to go back to what we wanted to see with Keontae Kennedy. It looked like he was going to go to Vanderbilt and said he is going to be going to Memphis. That winds up creating a hole that Vanderbilt did not expect to have. So I think that that was a little bit of the reasoning for that. And, well, Vanderbilt was probably like, we need to get someone. Emmanuel Unsung, he's out there. Let's pick him up. So not necessarily the world's greatest scenario there. And these are the sorts of moves that they do not wind up having me moving a team up or down really too much. When it comes to Vanderbilt, I thought that they were going to be having a rough year out there in the SEC. I still think that they're going to have a rough year out there in the SEC. But as we wind up going along this process, I'm sure that you experience quite a bit of this as well. There are teams that the more that I look at them, the more I feel either bullish or bearish on them. Have there been any any teams this offseason that the more you dive into them, the more you wind up changing your mind, whether it be to the positive or to the negative on them? Yeah, I think one conference that I've had the source switch in the feelings is the Big 12, because I wonder how, how strong the conference is going to be from top to bottom. I think it's clear that Kansas State separated itself for the wrong reason. They're clearly going to rebuild under head coach Jerome Tang with their conference. But I do wonder, a team like Iowa State, you know, after losing Tyrese Hunter, but landing some really good transfers, how, how good will they be next year? They weren't a good scoring team at all last season. I mean, there are some future offensive games they had, but you look at the pickups they had in the front court of Asuna Shuni and Hassan Ward, that's one of the best one-two defensive pairings in the country, both transfers from the A-10 level. I think they can be fantastic. But Jaron Holmes, another transfer from, say, Bar Venture, is he good enough to keep them in contention? Can he fill Isaiah Brockington's role? And if he can't, there's a chance that Iowa State could be really bad next year because I just don't see where they're going to get the offensive output. And, you know, going from the A-10 to the Big 12, that, that still could be a tough transition for the bigs who, don't, who aren't much scorers themselves. And without, what well, I would say, a confirmed league guard in Jeremiah Williams' chance from T- from Temple, not sure if he's, you know, a Big 12 starter. They could have some really tough games when it comes to scoring 50 points. And I'm not sure they'll be good enough defensively to withstand that like they did last year. Yep. And I do think that it is interesting to take a look at a school like in Iowa State because, to your point, the defense is going to be there with them when you wind up bringing in all the bodies that they do wind up bringing in, the TJ Otzelberger style in general. You are going to be able to hang around in games, but losing someone like a Tyree Sunner, 
That was absolutely massive for them. Oshun Oshuni should be able to do a very solid job down low, in my opinion, for this team, as I mean, he was around for four years for a St. Bonaventure team that just two years ago wanted to make it the NCAA tournament. But to your point, I feel like Ole Miss is sort of in that same fold as well. With Ole Miss, they did a great job of being able to pick up a lot of big men that they're able to do a nice job of being able to hit the glass. But you take a look at what they wanted losing via the transfer portal, and most of it wanted being guards now, someone like a Luis Rodriguez, not someone that I would consider to be necessarily a supreme guy or anything like that. But they pick up Theo Akwuba, Josh Mbala, and Javius McKinnis, all guys that are six foot seven or greater. And they wind up losing most of their backcourt from last season. And I think that they fall into that same trap as well as Iowa State. You really don't have a guy that's able to really give you much jump shooting, give you too much out there in the backcourt in general. Meanwhile, you've got like seven bigs that you could wind up using for rebounding, which is great if you wind up having a guard to be able to bring it together. Yeah, and I think the loss of Jarkel Joyner is going to hurt them more than people expect. Like like Matthew Murrow coming back, you know, gives them the lead guard, but there's not much. Him and Deshaun Ruffin is going to be a really solid pair, but they have a little backcourt death after that. And as you said with the bigs, you know, when you're known for being an athlete at the mid-major level, that doesn't necessarily translate, especially at the SEC level. We've seen a bunch of talented former mid-major bigs go to the SEC and get shoved in the back of the bench. And I guess Akuva and Mbala can both have an impact or former Duke transfer Jamin Brakefield can sort of have a breakout performance and sort of take over as the lead guy inside. Ole Miss could be a team that could easily finish in the bottom four of the SEC because it's going to be incredibly tough from middle downwards. We know about the top with Tennessee, Arkansas, and Kentucky, but the bottom half, it has a lot of talent as well. And Ole Miss is going to have to hope that these big men transfers can play their part. Otherwise, they'll get torched inside next season. I do agree with you. I think that it could be a little bit tough for them. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Tristan Freeman does a great job over there at Boston Brackets. And Tristan, I know that you do a great job of being able to cover the sports scene out there in the city of Pittsburgh as well. And I'm very intrigued by this Panthers bunch. Something I've talked about the last few weeks on this podcast is the ACC it is just a little bit deeper than we've seen in past seasons. And I take a look at the moves that Pittsburgh wound up making in the offseason. I do think that they're very solid. You can tell with Pittsburgh, just the last few years in general, this team was really lacking a lot of players needed to be able to run a little bit more of an up-tempo offense. As a result, this was a bunch that they were towards the bottom of all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. The defense wasn't terrible. They had no offense to speak up. They bring in Blake Hinson, which he's had his off-the-court issues. He's had a little bit of a tough time just staying out there on the court, but he also wind up adding in there Dior Johnson, who he was a little bit late to commit, but someone who has as much talent as darn near anyone out there in the backcourt among a player that's not going to like a top 10 school. Greg Elliott is someone that's able to really shoot it well coming in from Marquette and Ellie Cummings from a lower level of basketball, but still was able to rip it up over there in the Patriot League. And I take a look at this Pittsburgh team, and I don't know if it's going to be a team that's going to be able to break the top 25 or anything like that, but I think that this is finally the year that Jeff Capel, a guy that I honestly still like as a coach, I know that there's not too many people in on him. I still like Jeff Capel as a coach. I think that he's finally going to be able to get this Pittsburgh team to play a little bit more exciting basketball in general, play a little bit more up-tempo, and now he finally has those guards to be able to have this team be competitive. Yeah, I think the biggest issue with uh, Coach Capel has been the roster building for the last couple of years. Two years ago, John Hughley got suspended, and Pittsburgh literally had no front court after that. And then last season, 
Pittsburgh effectively didn't have a single scholarship point guard on the roster. Like they tried to make Jamarius Burr and Femi Odakali work as lead ball handlers. That just wasn't a good experiment. But this year, I think it's easily to say that there's it's the most depth in the Jeff Capel era of Pittsburgh, both in the front court and the back court, especially on the wings. There's really no excuses from a roster standpoint, why Pittsburgh can't be more competitive. And then it'll come down to how good he'll be from an X's and O standpoint. Like, I think that's going to be the different outlook to where now you can actually judge the on-the-court product, where in the past couple of years, you could sort of tell from a roster standpoint, Pitt was going to have some troubles. Yep, I totally agree with you. And how much do you think it wound up hurting them last season that they didn't wind up having Nike Sabandi effectively for the entirety of the season because I was expecting him to be able to take some strides forward. I thought that if you could have Jamarius Burton, who's a little bit more of an off-the-ball guard, wind up being able to play off of Sabandi a little bit, have him be that creator like he was at Miami of Ohio, things could wind up working out well for this Panthers team. Not that they would have been an NCAA tournament team last year, but a competitive team out there in an ACC that... Let's call it what it is with teams like NC State and Boston College. They could have been able to pick up some W's, but how big do you think it is that they've got Sabandi back in the fold for another year? One thing Pittsburgh really was lacking offensively was a guy who can create his own offense. What's Sabandi to do? He can create his own offense from the perimeter. He has a good mid-range shot, capable of taking it to the basket. He's someone, especially on the wing, will give Pittsburgh a double-digit score and an option work alongside John Hugley in the guard. So he's going to be healthy and clear with the option as well as a six-year veteran who has plenty of experience and leadership that will benefit the Panthers. Oh, I totally agree with you. I think that that's going to be absolutely massive for them as Joseph Freeman does a great job over there at Bussin Brackets. He is joining me on the podcast and we've talked about a few teams that were a little bit more bearish. I was talking about it with Ole Miss. I know that you wanted bringing up Iowa State. Is there a team or two that you take a look at as the process has gone along and they're just growing on you a little bit more. You're feeling a little bit better about them in general. I think the Butler Bulldogs, are, I could see finishing in the top four of the Big East. I mean, Fat Bata, you know, left Ohio State not because he couldn't coach, but because of his help, assuming that's back and under control, he instantly becomes one of the top head coaches in the Big East. You return a potential star in Chuck Harris and give him Purdue guard Eric Hunter Jr. for a veteran playmaker. You return most of your freshman Guys such as Simis Lukukis and Jaden Taylor, who has potential long-term. Akron transfer, Aliyah Lee is a double-digit player. And then most importantly, NC State transfer, Manny Bates, was a preseason ACC Defensive Player of the Year candidate as a, one of the better defensive big men in the country. If he's healthy and ready to go and his shoulder isn't an issue, he's going to cause problems in the Big East. And I think people have them sort of pegged seventh or eighth right now. But I think fourth to fifth might be where they fit better in the grand scheme of things when we look at the conference as a whole. Yep, and taking a look at all the conferences and all the moves that we've seen this offseason, I'm not sure if you agree with this or not, but I feel like the Biggies in general did the best job this offseason, top to bottom. Like even Georgetown, a Georgetown team that has been down for quite a while, they did wind up making the 2021 NCAA tournament, but other than a couple of good days out there at MSG, it's been a really tough it's been a really tough go of it for them. They wound up doing a great job in the transfer portal, in my opinion, realizing that things were wrong. And they bring in guys like Jay Heath, Brendan Murray, Primo Spears, a guy that you're familiar with from Duquesne, 
list goes on and on. They did a great job there. You just brought up Butler. It's a boomer bust play, but I mean, if you're able to wind up having things be able to break out with St. John's, I think that that is going to be very interesting as well with Andre Corbello. He's certainly someone that I think winds up fitting that system a little bit better. I just take a look at I mean, aside from Marquette and Villanova, and for Villanova, it's because you wind up losing Jay Wright, who's an absolute legend. Darn near every single team in this conference wound up making big-time moves in the transfer portal and or with coaching, and I think that all of them wound up benefiting this offseason. I think the only team that I had concern with in terms of offseason movement was Marquette because they didn't really replace their two best players. They are more so than Justin Lewis. But as Golden Eagle fans were saying, that they just have so much young talent that it's better to just go through the growing pains. I think the Big East collectively did very well. All of them either did something that made them competitive for a postseason appearance or just interested from a fan perspective by the talent they added. I think I would argue collectively from a conference standpoint, they probably did the best and no team in there had, well, I could say a bad offseason. But there's definitely, you know, some teams like Georgetown and St. John's, like you said, when we're swinging for defenses that could, either look disastrous, which could cost the coaching staff their jobs, or it could work and be some of the biggest surprises in the country, like Iowa State, Wake Forest, and Miami Warriors last season. I totally agree with you there. I do think that what's going to happen at St. John's, one of the most demonstrative things that we could see in all of college basketball, if that blows up, it'll blow up spectacularly. If it is, it's going to hit big. And a man that always swings for the fences and always hits big, That'd be interesting. You do an amazing job being able to cover the game that we love of college basketball. You do it all 12 months out of the year. You're doing an amazing job over there at Bustin' Brackets. And I know you've dove in and done some work with a few other outlets as well. So let the good people at home know they're able to follow you on social media and everything that you've got going on in general. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Hoopstut351. Although 351 is outdated because we're now over 360 Division One programs in the country. But also can follow me at Bustin' Brackets. As well. And Tristan doing always an amazing job taking a look at college basketball. He's been doing a little bit of work over there at the field at 68. Does a great job when it comes to his work over there at Bustin' Brackets. Always does impressive work whenever he's on this podcast as well. Always glad to have him aboard. So big thanks to Tristan for joining me right here on Coast Coast Soup Style, part of the VC Family Podcast. And coming up next, I do give you a little bit of a recap as to the news and also we wind up seeing college basketball on Sunday with quite a few players going from the D1 level to the non-D1 level. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Kiss Kiss with myself, Greg Eves. And now part of the Beeson Family Podcast, it is always a pleasure to get Tristan Freeman on the show. Does a great job over there at Boston Brackets. Fan side, it's college basketball coverage. Every time he joins his podcast, always delivers a good. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you a little bit of a round as to everything that we wound up seeing on Sunday. Whole bunch of guys going from the D1 level to the non-D1 level. The brothers Preston and Peyton Shumpert, they were at Stony Brook last season. They're going to be going down to Damon College, and these are all very easy for you, handicap. All you need to do is take a listen to the guys I'm mentioning off, cross them off your list of guys that you need to evaluate, and move on. And we did notice that more D2 programs are coming out with their rosters, so more of these guys that they decide to go down to the non-D1 level, they are going to be revealing themselves in the next few days as you wind up having these guys are, in air quotes here, uncommitted, wind up having that revealed, but for the Shumperts, the only guy that was really noteworthy was Peyton, who did wind up averaging right around five points per contest, limited to just four games last season for Stony Brook. Guys had a little bit of upside, but they weren't able to do a whole heck of a lot last season for the Seawolves. You did wind up seeing Joel Kambimba. He was playing last season at George Mason. Really could not get out there on the floor after he wound up spending some time at Setson during his time at Setson. Was able to start 32 games in two seasons, averaged right around five and a half points, and 3.3-ish rebounds per contest for them. Someone that was trying to shoot threes at six foot eight didn't necessarily do the world's greatest job. He's going to be at St. Michael's College, a relatively solid D2 program. I would say the biggest name that we wanted seeing 
go down to the non-D1 level. That'd be Jalen Johnson, and there's lots of Jalen Johnsons. There's a Jalen Johnson that wound up playing for Duke that wanted to be coming a first-round pick a few seasons ago. You've got the Jalen Johnson who was over at Mercer, Wake Forest, what have you. This is the one from UIC as he began his career at Murray State last season at UIC. was able to shoot about 29% from three. Gave the team a little bit over two points per contest. He has decided that he is going to be going down to the non-D1 level playing for Union College. We wound up seeing the big Monte wind up going down. Monte Joe Hall, he was playing last season at Tennessee State. Guy that wound up having some production during the 2020-21 season, wound up putting up five points per contest. Someone that just could never really find it in terms of three-point shooting, only shot for his career about 26.5% from three-point range. He decided that he is going to go down to the non D1 level as he is going to be attending Carson Newman College. So that's actually a relatively solid D2 program in and of itself. And then you saw Trevonta Doolittle. He last season was... Well, doing very little for Arkansas Pine Bluff as he wound up having 3.5 points per contest. Relatively okay three-point shooter in two seasons. Shot 32.5% for three for the SWAC. Not too bad, but he goes on to Mid-American Christian University. I'm pretty sure that is a JUCO program, and we do notice that with a lot of these guys, they just don't wind up having a lot of options. They go down to the junior college ranks, see if they can rebuild their stock from there. Omaha's stock is not too high, and Devin Evans, he was able to start actually five games last season, wound up closing out the year. Not too bad for Omaha. Shot 33% from three, three points, three rebounds for him as a six foot nine, little bit of a combo player. He's going down to USC Aiken, a D2 school out there in the southeast part of the country. We also saw Evansville not necessarily have the world's greatest season as well as they wound up seeing Emmett Page decide that he is going to be going down to Lincoln, Missouri. And Sal Witt, we are going to get into him in a minute. He is going from UT Grand Valley. He is going to be going down to Lincoln of Missouri as well. And for Mr. Page, two points per contest. Wound up seeing a relatively sparing amount of playing time. So he decides that he is going to be going down to the non-D1 level. And then with Mr. Witt, he last season was playing at UT Rio Grande Valley. Didn't wind up seeing a lot of playing time whatsoever. As a matter of fact, he actually began his career with South Dakota, if I remember correctly. Just a guy that wanted pride shooting, so that's not going to make too much of an impact. Calvin Polina, he was last season over at Bethune-Cookman. He has decided that he is going to go to Pittsburgh State along with Roshan Black. We'll get into Black in a second, but for Polina, began his career at Big Hampton. Last season at Bethune-Cookman, while he was healthy, he wound up seeing some starts for the team. He wound up making 12 starts in total. A little bit of a defensive stopper. Only right around three points. Two and a half rebounds per game as a six foot eight gentleman that wound up clogging up the lane a little bit. But at the D2 level, I could see him being a very solid player out there with, let's call it what it is, not necessarily the same level of defense that you find at the D1 level. And then Rashawn Black, he wound up redshirting last season when I was at Redford. And then you did wind up seeing Pedro Rossi. He was playing at St. Bonaventure last season. One of the Bonnies that, well, just wound up seeing no playing time whatsoever. St. Bonaventure literally has to replace I believe all but eight of their points from last season. He's going to be going down to Minnesota Crookston. I'm someone from the state of Wisconsin. I know a lot of these D2 and D3 schools out there in the Midwest. Can't say I've ever heard of it, so that's not necessarily a ringing endorsement there. But what I can give you a ringing endorsement for is getting set for the upcoming college basketball season. I'm coming at you guys every single day on this podcast during the offseason news and notes of college basketball. Long conference previews. We've got the Ohio Valley and the Missouri Valley Conference on tap. Within the next, I would say, 10 or so days with regards to both of them. I think that it's probably going to be Ohio Valley Conference first. I've also got the MAC that is going to be coming up. The one with 1A. I did the 2A MAC actually last week on this podcast. So 
We've got those coming up. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, go to go seeps. You're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNRS41. Keep in mind, letters you have. Maybe it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other way, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like here on this podcast. Five, the five star review coming at you guys every single day throughout the year in general, which means I am going to be coming at you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.